In this episode, we're going to be talking about the renovation process. I'm going to give you an example of my structure I use when I am purchasing properties and renovating them to fix and flip or to buy them and hold them as rental properties. I kind of go through a similar renovation process, whether I'm using rental strategy or the fix and flip strategy. So the first step I always do when I buy a property is I first go through demolition day. So as my son likes to put it, he always yells out demo day. And we also see this on a lot of fix and flip shows where they call it demolition day. So this is probably going to be more like demolition week is a lot of times it takes you a week to get this property demoed before you're ready to start putting it back together. So demolition involves tearing out anything you don't want in the property. So if you go on the property and it's got gross, nasty carpet, you're going to rip out all the carpet and padding so that we can reveal what kind of flooring is underneath the carpet. Next, we might rip out all the cabinets in the kitchen. We might tear out the countertops. We might take out the old appliances. We might remove the old toilets and old vanities in the bathroom. So a lot of times, I'll pretty much just gut an entire house and take out all the old stuff if it's not nice or it's dated. If it is nice, like they recently put in new cabinets or new counters or new appliances, then that will obviously stay and we'll figure out how to either reuse it or you know just leave it in its current position. But if we're going to have to tear up the flooring, then we might have to move the appliances out of the room for the time being so that we can get to the flooring. So with that being said, we'll first do demo day, get rid of everything we don't want to keep in the property. That way we can get an idea of all the things that we now need to go back and repair and add better improved finishes to. So the next step will be to usually start off with the drywall or any of the plumbing and electrical services if we have to get inside the walls. Um, so if you know we realize that the electrical is not up to standard or we realize the plumbing's got leaks and issues, what we might first do is tear open the walls, get rid of the old drywall or old plaster, just knock it out with a hammer, and once we can get access in between the studs, we can have our electrician or our plumber come in and start working on running electrical wiring or running plumbing pipe, depending on what we need to do. So when the walls are opened up, this is a great time to have those service tradesmen come in and do their thing, because once the walls get closed back up, it makes it much more difficult for them to do their job. So we need to factor that into our timing and our scheduling of our contractors to make sure that we're doing things in a proper order. So once we have the electrician and the plumber all done with the property, then we can start putting it back together with drywall. So a lot of times drywall sheets, we usually get the three quarter or the three eighths inch uh, drywall sheets. If we're doing ceilings, then a half inch is usually good. Now drywall sheets are pretty heavy, so it makes it tough to do by yourself. Uh, a lot of times finishing the drywall as well when you have to mud and fill in all the cracks and holes in the drywall from your screws. That also needs to look professional. So a lot of times I recommend just hiring out a drywall contractor to come hang the drywall sheets and do all the mudding and finishing work so that all you have to do is worry about painting the walls once they're all nicely drywalled. So once the drywall is put back together, we can begin painting the rooms. I always paint the rooms before I do any of the flooring because I don't want to tear out the flooring and put in new flooring and then start painting and getting paint on the new floors. So a lot of times I leave the old carpet in or I just leave the subflooring in before I put down the new flooring. That way if we have any paint spills or paint drips, we don't have to stress about it because it's gonna get covered up when we put the new flooring in. All right, so once the walls are put back together and we've painted them, now we can start doing the flooring. So a lot of times I'll have the carpet companies come last, but I might go ahead and start off putting back in like hardwood floors or vinyl plank floors ahead of time just so we can get the flooring done and we can start working on the shoe molding or the trim work that's gonna go around the flooring to hold the flooring down. 
Now carpeting, I like to hold off for last because you really don't need it. It's literally one of those last things. You can have a carpet installation company come stick in at the very end, and that keeps the carpet fresh and clean so that you're not walking all over it and possibly getting stains on it from people's shoes or possibly spilling paint or other materials on it. So carpet is something I usually hold off last, but other flooring types I'll put in earlier because you have to you know, have them put in first before you can do the shoe molding and the trim work that goes around the room to hold the flooring in place. As far as a room by room breakdown, once we do demo day, a lot of times I'll just kind of start with whatever the most important projects are. I don't have a specific room that I start with. So like I said, if I notice that there's plumbing or electrical issues, I'll just have those addressed first. And then after that, you know, sometimes I might start working on the kitchen or the bathroom first because these are going to be the rooms that we've got to schedule things in a proper order and have them come in on a timely manner. For example, when I ordered a fridge at one of my recent properties, the fridge didn't come in on time and it was supposed to be back ordered or on in stock at the store. Um, but when I went to go pick it up, they didn't have it for some reason. Somebody else had gotten to it first and got that last one. So I ended up having to buy a display fridge that had some dents and nicks in it. Uh, and it worked out because I got a discounted price on it and it wasn't a big deal. But in the end, it taught me, you know, that I got delayed getting my kitchen all put back together because I had issues with ordering and scheduling the delivery of the appliances. And this could hold you up if you're not careful. I also oftentimes start with the kitchen because it takes a little while for the cabinet guys to get there and do their thing with hanging the cabinets. And then the countertop guys have to come in after that to install the countertops on top of the cabinets. So working out scheduling issues, if you get this stuff done ahead of time and while you're waiting on you know, the contractors to make it there, you can always go and do other rooms in the meantime. So for example, while I was waiting on the electrician and the plumber to finish up work they were doing on the lower level of a property, I was upstairs working on the renovations in the bedrooms and the bathroom upstairs, as this was stuff that I could get done regardless of whether the plumber or the electrician was done or not. So that's how I like to think about properties when I'm trying to decide what to schedule and how to do the work. Try to think about the order things need to go for everything to not hold each other up. Uh, so if you start doing something and then you realize later you had to do something else before it, now you're just backtracking. You might have to even undo the work you've already done and that can be a nightmare. It can be added costs, and it can be wasted time and efforts. So make sure you're scheduling things out and planning things out in an orderly fashion so that you can make sure you're not drywalling and painting too quickly, only to realize you have to tear open the walls again to get to the electrical or the plumbing. 